Let's get started. Today's daf is daf samachtes, and we are starting first word top of the page. Talalei Rav Lerebi Beni Chati. So uh, Rav wrote a letter to Rebbe. Now they were he was not only his prize student or one of his prize students, but uh, he was a relative, a little. He was a nephew of a nephew. Anyway, he wrote a letter. And he put in the letter, you know, how you doing, what's new, you know, the classic, what you write in the letter. But in between the lines, he, he put in a, a shayla that he had a question, a lachid question, that he wanted to know. And this is what he wrote. Ha'achin sheshibdu, brothers that were mishabed the, their, their estate, mahu, what's the deal? Meaning... For, to take care of the daughters. In other words, the daughters are being shafted here a little bit. You know, the money has been, been spoken, cheated on what their rights are. You know, can we take it away? What, what's the story? So when Rebbe was reading the letter, Rebbe was there. Rebbe was a very close, was the nephew of Rebbe, of Rebbe and he was sitting there. Amr <coughs> So he asked, like, what, what was his question? Machro or mashkara? Was he asking, what does it mean they were mishabit? It's a vague term. Did, what did, they sell, did they sell it? Or, you know, they sold off the property? Or did they give it as a mashkara, as a collateral for loans? Okay. So Amrlai, So he told him, is Rebbe talking? It doesn't matter. Either way, you can take it away for the dowry, but not for their food. <coughs> Meaning their food has to be what's in hand to take care of their food intake. But as far as the dowry, you have a right to take it away from the sale, undo the sale basically, or um, take away the collateral uh, for the loan um, to pay for their dowry. Now, the Rav, the question is, why did Rav say, ask the question in such a vague way? Why? You just say, say what you mean. Say, sale, if that was your Shiloh. So the answer is, Rav, Rav was like this. He really had both things. He wasn't sure either way. And he said like this, if I would be very specific, if I ask a case of sale, which is obviously more finalized then than a, than a, than just a collateral if they say you could take it away then of course kolshkin mashkin then surely for collateral you would be able to take it away but but if they say by sale you can't take it away because it's already sold so then i want, i would want to know well what's the story then with a, with a, with the collateral is it the same and mashkin if i would just write mashkin so then, it depends what the answer. If they say you can't take it away, so then surely you can't take away a sale. But if you could take away the collateral, then I would want to know what's the story with the sale. So the point being is, depending on what the answer, I would want to know a follow-up question. You know, maybe. You know, depending on what they would answer. So therefore, let me say it vaguely, that they basically... Put the property in a in a position where there's they 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 leave, you know they don't have control over it. It's leaned, which is a vague expression. The mashmach mashmach could mean either a sale or a collateral. 
And this way, they're going to have to clarify, if there's a difference, they'll have to clarify in their answer. And that's the clever way that he asked the question. Now, what is, uh, that is what Rebbe's answer was, is that doesn't matter. Bain, the Mizonos, uh, no, for Mizonos, you cannot take away, but for Parnasa, for dowry, you could. Now, Rebbe Yochanan, no, Ein he says, doesn't matter whether it's for a dowry or mizonos, what's sold, what's, what's, what's lean, you don't take it away. That's what Rabbi Yochanan says. Now, Rabbi Yochanan, just so you know, is also a student of Rabbi Danasi. So the question is this, the Rabbi Yochanan, is it that he didn't know that Rabbi disagreed? Had he heard, he would have surely followed Rabbi, Rabbi's opinion over here. Or maybe he did hear, and he disagreed. So that's what we're not clear on. Is you know, the, you know, did Rabbi Yochanan have this information of Rabbi's position on this or not? Okay. So Tashma can we approve? Did we have here? Did you study Rabbi a couple of days ago that the, the, the daughter has the right to get her? her not a clue about her dowry. A dowry from the property sold. We studied that before, right? She can come back and. That's Rabbi's opinion. That's Rabbi's okay. Opinion. Okay. I mean, that's what Rabbi's opinion is. The itmar misha banos. Person dies, has two daughters, uben and a son. What happened? And the first daughter went ahead and took her tenth. And you know, married herself off with the with the tenth. Beautiful. Lois Bikashniyalikvos, and the second one wanted to collect her tenth. And next thing you know, the son's dead. Now, what happens is the Arusha changes. Okay? because uh, there's no son in the picture. So who gets it? The sisters get it. They're getting the full Yerusha. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, Shnia um, the second one, Vitra, she, she basically relinquishes her claim to get a tenth. So the, uh, the first do- daughter for grabbing the tenth is now going to split, they're splitting the 90% two ways. Each are going to get 45 and 45, mm-hmm. a half of what's left. And the tenth, she gets to keep. You understand? So the second daughter is basically out some of the money. Amrab Khanina, Sarb Khanina said, Turbiachran, Gidalam is Amro. They saved more than that. Which he's basically quoting Rabbi's opinion. You're telling me. Meaning, you can even take away from, from sold property for the dowry. And you're telling me that she was Mavateris over here? That was the question Rabbi Hanina had on, uh, on, on, uh, on this halacha of Rabbi Yochanan. Vimisa, what, uh, if that was news to Rabbi Yochanan, you should have told him, namely, who told you that that's true? I don't know that that's true. Okay? If he never knew it, then he should have said, I'm, you know. So the Gemara says, that's not a proof. Really, he never heard Rebbe's statement. And had he heard, he would have agreed had he heard it. The reason why he, he felt that's not applicable to hear is because we're in a different circumstance over here. You know, uh, this, this girl, number two, she was expecting to get a tenth of the estate. It's not so much. Now she has 45%. It's a lot more. 
See, she's a better boat. She's a happy person now. Okay? You know, she's not looking it's like to retrade. It's like, oh, you got a little more than me. Said, okay, I'm in a much better boat than I would have been, than I thought I was going to be in. But she could well, stick with that. She would have gotten a ten, and also that you know, half of that. Okay, that's faster. Another okay. Faster. Okay. That's another She's not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not the Ruben. That's, that belongs to her. Is, well, the point being, said, since it's rather Besa. She said, I'm claiming the whole estate. She's now. not going to be, yes. no, be nitpicky. You understand? Well, that's all. Yeah. I want you to know a, it's a good attitude to have. No, fifty percent or forty percent. You know, like oh, I was like, but it's not fair. You know, the kids come from yeah. the parents, but it's, it's not, not fair. To that one, they got a this kid. Laws. Okay. Anyway. Don't think. According to this, you're telling me because she has so much money now, so therefore she's she's mavateras. What if she was walking down the street, she finds a diamond ring, so she's in good shape. She don't need, you know, she's she's got it made. What are you going to say? The basis, so she has money. She wouldn't be entitled to the regular death. That's two different things. Exactly. What does one have to do with the other? No, no, no. Talk about from the father's estate, that's called... In other words, she doesn't look at it, she'll look at a ring as something outside, a gift from God that she found. Okay, a ring, there's nobody, no, no simonim on it, she's rich. Okay, that's one thing. What we're talking about over here is from the father's estate. She got a lot of money from the father's estate. She's not looking to retrade and she's not worried about that, that, the 5% that she's, that she's getting less than, than she would have gotten otherwise. Okay. All right. So that's the story, and that's Rav Yochanan's Shita, and we really don't have co- a conclusive proof whether he knew or didn't know of Rabbi's opinion. Okay. Amar um, Meimar says, Basio Reshes Havya. A daughter is, uh, when it comes to dowry, it's, it's, it's a, akin to an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, Amar Rav Ashi said, Tameimar, what do you mean by that? When you are an inheritor, in other words, we're not looking at the tenth of Nechassim as basically a, a debt, so to speak. We're looking at it as an inheritance. And what that means is, is that she's entitled to a 10% of the entire estate. So in other words, if there's sheep, if there's goats, if there's land, if there's other things this land and this type of property and that type of property, she really deserves a full 10% of every type of property that's owned by the state. Okay? So, Hachinami, let's say they say, you know what, look, our estate is valued as whatever, as, uh, you know, uh, $10,000. So you get $1,000, we'll just pull out the cash and here's your your $1,000. You're good to go. No, no, no. What do you mean? I get a piece of the land, I get a piece of this. That's the question. So you mean to say, if they want to just pony up the cash and give her the cash, they can't do that? So I'm like, yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. It's a Yerusha. Yerusha has a claim on all the property and every type of property as well. Not just the cash. Not just cash. You can't just squeeze out, you know, you can't just, hey, what about this? What if there's one property, one piece of land that they'll say, okay, here's, he, this land is worth a tenth of the estate. Just take that. If they can't give her that, um, and yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You can't just give her from one type. 
you got to give make it equitable as if she's a yoresh of uh, you know that's divisible by ten. Ravashi um, Amar, Ravashi disagrees. Vas balaschov havya. She is a creditor. She's like a debt. We look at the tent that she's getting as a debt. Okay. And not only does Ravashi say that it's a it's like a debt and not a yerusha. Amemer himself retracted to that. Why? The son of Rabbi said, standing before Amemer. The lady came before him. She was claiming her her tenth for the dowry. And I saw in his mind the boy If they were capable of of paying her off in cash. He would have accepted that on her behalf. The Shami Machi, because he heard from the brothers, to have a Kamile, Ilu Havalon Zuzi, Silikna Vizuzi. If we had money, we would just give her the tenth and let her walk off. But they didn't have the cash to do that. Fishtik, and he didn't say, Sorry, Charlie, it ain't going to work. So the fact of the matter is, is it would have worked. You know, that means that he, he, dis- he, he retracted his opinion, and we look at it like a debt. Now, so, so right, he didn't say anything. Okay, granted, it's a creditor, but who's the debtor? Okay, who owes the money is the big difference. So, is it is the father the debtor, or is it the brothers that are the debtor? They owe them. Who owes the money? The father or the brothers? Who cares? First of all, can she collect from mid-level, like the normal creditor collects from the medium property, not the best, not the worst, the middle. Okay? Bainanis, uh, it's called, right? And should be also entitled to, uh, to, to get that without having to swear. Meaning, when the brothers owe money, you, you know, they're not looked at as orphans, that you know, we owe the money. We pay. We have to pay what well, our debts. You know what I'm saying? It's our debt, and they don't have to swear to be able to take that because we owe them the money. Okay, uh, but uh, if it's for the father's debt, and now it's in the son's hands, so it's like you're collecting it from an inheritor. And uh, the rule then is viziburis um, bishwa. If it's if it's the, if it's the, if, it's the, if the father's the one who owes the money, so then when you're collecting from the son. They're going to have to only collect to the lowest level property, and they're going to have to swear that they didn't take any money or anything beforehand. So my word is this: the Tashmar coming here proof. Teravina Agbe Levarti to Ravashi. Ravashi passed away. The daughter wanted to collect her dowry, and who is collecting the dowry from Mimar Bered Ravashi from Mar, the son of Ravashi, and what did she collect from him? He took the Bainanis without having to swear. And me braid Rav Sama, braid Rav and from the son of Rav Sama, the son of Rav meaning the grandson, because Rav Sama Bar was was had was the inheritor of Rav and he had passed already when she's coming to claim it, and it was now in his son's hand. So to take from him his share. She took only Ziburis, Bishwa, and she also had to swear in order to take just the Ziburis. So, what do you see? The brothers are the actual ones who owe the money, and not the father. Okay. So that's the answer. The answer uh, settled. Okay. Shalakli. Was there such a thing as a will? 
they would overrule this? Or yes, yes, yes. It would be considered gifting prior to death. That's what, that's the, well, that's, Gemar Basra talks all about that. What's the oath involved? Normally, whenever, so let's say the father owes money to people, and then he dies. The kids, the state would pay the debts of the father. Right. But, the, in order for them to collect, they need, first of all, to swear that they have not gotten the money. The kids don't know whether he got it or not. He says he's owed the money. Okay, first swear, then you get it. You can't take away from orphans without... Yeah, the creditors always have to swear. So she's a creditor here, so she's going to have to swear I didn't get anything towards my, my, my towards the tenth that I'm entitled to. Okay? And even then, you're only allowed to take the lowest quality property. Okay. So, Rav Nechemia, the son of Rav Yosef, sent to Rabbi Bar Rav Huna, Zuta Minarda, and he said like this, Kiasya, it's a, come up, the lady's going to come to you, Adva Yisra Nechasim, collect, you know, like she's coming your way, I want you to, you know, to help her out and collect the, the tenth of the Nechasim, even from the, uh, the place where the, the the land where the millstone is, as it is, um, and that which is meaning the good right. good property. Sarmavashi, Kavina Beravkaana have a magvinan afilumi amlo de basi. Okay, they would he would collect even from the rental the rental units of the houses. Okay, that was that were so Basically, everything, right? Uh, the, the best properties. Okay. So we have here a story here. So Rav Anan sent to Rav Huna, Huna Chavrin, our buddy Huna. Okay. Shalom, peace. When the lady will come to you, uh, you should collect um, a tenth for her, meaning help her out. Okay. Saviyasa Rav Sheshes Kamei. So Rav Sheshes was sitting there with Rafuna, and um, apparently uh, Rav Anan did not realize the difference in stature between him and Rafuna. Okay, so Amalei. <laughs> so Rafuna felt it necessary to put Rav Anan in his place. Okay, so he says Amalei Zil Amalei. I want you to go tell him. And uvishamta yehei mandelo amrle, and you're there's a curse here. There's a there's a cherem if you don't say it the way in the words I'm telling you. Okay, don't don't you can't like uh, make it uh, more peaceful words. Okay, say it like this: Anan Anan. <laughs> okay, no Rabbi Anan, no no honorific, just Anan Anan. Mime karkoi or mime tatli. Do you want me to give her from the land? Or even from portable stuff, and another question asking: <coughs> Somebody who sits by the marzicha, uh, does he sit in the head or not? Puzzle Rav Sheshes, the commander of Anan. So Rav Sheshes did as he was told. He's not going to mess with the acherim. So he went. The commander of Anan, Amalei, Maraba Verafuna. So. And he told him, so my rabba verafuna rabbe de rabba. Okay, um, so uh, the rafuna, so 
Veravuna Rabbe the Rabba. So, so basically, he was saying like, what am I going to do here? Rav Sheish is saying, Mar Ravonan is like a, a rabbi of mine. Veravuna Rabbe the Rabba, and he's like a rabbi of a rabbi. Vishamuti Shamit Mandula Amarle. And I'm I have a curse on, you know hanging over me if I don't if I don't say it the way it is. We love the shamit, love mina. I could not say these words, but basically he's saying I have no choice but to say these words. Okay, that was that was the way he explained it. He's like I was told that if I don't say this, I'm in big trouble. And here's the words that I'm saying. So he basically gave an intro to sort of mitigate it. Oman that's the question. Azor of Anan Kamed Marukva. So Rav Anan went to Marukva. Amrle Chazi Mar Hechishalakli. Rav Huna, do you hear what he said? He sent me like this. Anan Anan. The old Marzicha Deshalakli Leidanamayniu. I have no idea what a Marzicha even is. Okay. So Amrle Emily Easy Gufadovda. So Marukva fellow was very smart. He said, you know what? Let's start from the beginning of the story. Tell me what happened in the beginning. How did it happen? I sent him just a simple request to my friend Huna to take, to, to take care of this woman, to give her a tenth that she's entitled to. This is what he's telling you. A man who doesn't know, my new Marzicha, who is a Marzicha, you're calling Rav Huna a Huna Chavin? Know your place. You call him to the great and an honorable rabbi whose you know name is known throughout the world. He talk, say what it is. You should realize that you're not on par with him if he you know talks about a mazich and you don't idea what it is. Okay, um, right. So Gavit the other my new mazicha shalich Ravuna Huna Harvin. Okay, what? Okay. So the Gemara says, okay, please have mercy. What is a marzicha? My marzicha? So, of hell. It's a, it's a, it's a mourner. So basically, what we're saying is, is that an avel, there's a halacha by an avel, that at an at a occasion where the avel is, you, you put him, you seat him at the head of the table. It's an interesting thing. Okay, now I'm going to Where's the basis for that? Okay, so the Gemara says, The warner is consoling others. So the Gemara says, No. Um, uh, since it doesn't have the validation, you can read it as they are being consoled. Okay. Marzutra Marmachi says another source for Sar Marzach Sruchim. What is Mar? He's bitter. Vizach. Nas is Sar the Sruchim. He is like the officer, he's like the leader. And that's, um, they sit up the front. Now, what's the bottom line? <laughs> he asked the question. If you remember, Avunah did ask back from land or from even Metatlin. What's the story? So the Amrava bottom line halach is this: only from land. You don't give from portable from the chattel, right? And that's for all things. Mizonos as well as ksuva is paid only from land, and also the dowry is also only from land, and that's the bottom line. Okay, Hamash so here a person is giving money in a third party to take care of his daughter, okay? 
Omeres, and uh, and now basically he's out of the father's out of the picture, and there's a um, a steward who is in charge of this money, and he was told Omeres um, Neman Bali, and she says you could just give it to my husband, and when there's an opportunity to buy land, I trust him; he'll buy the land with the money, and and that's what we'll do. Okay, you don't have to buy the land. So Neman Bali Alai, she's saying I trust my husband. So the Mishnah says Yasa Shalosh Mashalosh Biado. He does what he was told to do. He was told to buy land and for for the daughter with this money. That's what he does. He buys land, and he, you know, even though she doesn't care, she says, "Just put it, give it to my husband, and put it in the bank account, and he'll take care of me." And no, okay, that's not what the father wanted. Uh, Rav Yosi Omer, Rav Yosi says, "What? What are you, who are you trying to fool over here?" Is it any less than a field? Let's say it is already in land. Vihi wrote to the and she wrote to and she wants to sell the land. You think she can't sell it? She could sell the land as of now, and and the money will be in the hand of the husband to do as he pleases. So why go through the exercise of buying the land, which she could just go and turn and sell it, and then give it the money to her husband to buy different land or something like that, right? So what's the, that's the, basically so you could just do as she says, give it to her husband. And you don't have to do what the father had told you to do. That's when she's an adult. But if she's a minor, a minor is not necessarily knowledgeable in these things, and therefore we don't, we don't, uh, we, we don't give credibility to what she has to say. Now we'll see what the Bermed Vermurm is going on, we'll get to that in the Gemara. So first things first, uh, so he, he's, he's providing the money to his son-in-law to buy land for his daughter. Um, 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 and she says, give it to my husband. Okay. Um, if it's from Nisuin, then she can control it. But if it's only controlled, he needs to do as he's told. If she's an adult, it doesn't matter whether it's only betrothed or she's consummated marriage or she's beyond that she has the control. But if she's a minor, it doesn't matter if she's even consummated marriage or not. He needs to do as he's been told. Now, what's the difference between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yosef? What are they arguing in? If they were talking about a Ketana, from Nisuin, Ikebinah, and that's the difference. Meaning, Reb Meir says by Nisuin that child, even though she's a child, she'll be in control. The Reb Meir, Savar, Rishus, Biyada, she has the ability to determine what to do with the money. Vasa, Reb Yosef, Reb Meir, no. Even though it's Nisuin, Nami, then too, Gedola in Ketana, only the Gedola, not the Ketana. That doesn't make sense. And we'll say, look at the next line. Abel, Bektana, that we said, Bimed, Vamamurim, that that's only by Gedola, not by Ketana, Who's talking over there? Okay, if that last line of Bamed Ramurim is going in Rabbi Yossi's opinion, we already know that Rabbi Yossi only applies what he's saying to the Gedola. Let's say it's a field, he wrote to the and she wants to sell it. It's already sold. Who's selling? Right? The proof of Rabbi Yossi is that if she wants to sell it, can't she sell it? So therefore, just do as she says. What does that tell you? He's obviously talking about a gedola, the Basvini, who has ability to sell. 
And that's who we're talking about. The Katana, the Rabbasvini, he, if, uh, but a, a minor has no ability to sell, then of course she has no control. No. So obviously this line of Bamedra Murim is not Rabbi Yossi talking, because of course he's only talking about an adult. He's, it must be Rameir's opinion. El Rameir, he. The Xer and we have to fill in the blanks. Rabbi Meir holds that he does what he's told to do. But Medvar Murim mina Erison, that's when it's a bit only Erison. Avil mina Nisuna or Shus then she would have control. The Medvar Murim Bikdol, that's only if she's an adult. Avil Bektana, but if she's a minor, in my Sektana Klum, then of course she has no say. But, so what is in fact the Machlokas between Rameyer and Rabiosi? Avil Bikdol mina Erison e Kubina. They're talking about an adult, but only Erison, betrothed adult. That's the nafkamina between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi. Okay, Rabbi Meir would say, uh, even though she's an adult, but since she's only betrothed, she has no say. You do as the as the father said to do. Yeah, you listen to the father, and according to Rabbi Yossi, since she could sell it, so and do with it anyway. So therefore, you listen to her. Now, Itmar, we have here machlokes Rabbi Rabbi Yudam or Shmuel Alacha Okay, Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yudam said, "Name Shmuel the Alacha is like Rabbi Yossi." And Rava Amar Rav Nachman Halacha Okay, Rabbi Meir that the Alacha follows Rabbi Meir. Okay, so here in order to understand this next line, you have to sort of remember the story from Tainus. The Gemara in Tainus says that uh, Ilfa and Rabbi Yochanan were Talmidim in Yeshiva, and they were really in a dire straits. And they said, "You know, we need to go to work." And uh, Rabbi Yochanan. Um, and they sat down under a bridge to eat, okay, and the, uh, not a bridge, a wall that was a little rickety, and um, and Rabbi Yochanan overheard two angels talking and said, you know, uh, let's just these guys are leaving Torah to go work, so let's knock the wall down on their head, let them die, and uh, only Rabbi Yochanan heard it. Ilfa did not, um, and uh, Rabbi Yochanan changed his mind, decided to go back to learning. And Ilfa went off to work. Anyway, so uh, what happened was is that when Ilfa came back after years of going out overseas and uh, making money, whatever, so he he was told that Rabbi Yochanan became the next Rosh Yeshiva, and Ilfa was a businessman. So Ilfa wanted to show that he didn't neglect his studies. So he went up all the way to the mast of the ship that he was you know, sailing on, and he said, "Anybody who asks me any brisa." Um, that's what it says. Ilfa Mekusa. He went all the way up to the high mast of the of a ship, and Amar and he said, Ikadasi, uh, if anybody could come, the Amrli Milsa could quote me a brisa that was authorized by Rav Chiyah Revoshia, which is basically authenticated brisos. And I can't show you where the Mishnah is that it. That it's coming from, meaning every brisa is really expressed or hinted at in a mishnah. I'm going to fall off the mast and drown to death. Okay, I'll fall to my death. So that was a pretty big challenge. So of course, who wouldn't want to see that? Okay, so Asahu Saba, an elderly man, got up and Tanale and he said, "I'm sure. What about this brisa?" Somebody says, I want you to give a shekel to my son, Bishabbos, one shekel for a week. And you really, you know, you can't, 
if he didn't realize the inflation, you can't survive on a shekel. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I give my kids an allowance of a dollar a week. Like, nobody's, you can't anymore. do nothing with it, not anymore. It was 50 years ago. They, they ain't going to cut it, right? Yeah. So, um, so it's really double that. No, some them sell, you give a seller. Even though they didn't say to give a seller, we give the seller. If he says very clearly, don't you dare give them anything more than a shekel, he'll work for the rest of it, okay? Then you've got to do what he says. If they die without any kids, then I want the rest of the Yerusha to go to somebody else. Since he has in mind what to do with the leftover money, he clearly is uh, wanting only the bare minimum to be given to them, whatever he says, the rest of the money they're going to need to go fend for themselves. Samalei, Hamani, you want to know who that is? Rabbi Meir, he, Damar, Mitzvah Lakaim, Divrei that's Rabbi Meir from our Mishnah who says that the, whatever the man says, that's what you got to do. And that's the way it is. And that is the answer. So he was able to find the Mishnah for that, and he didn't have to drown. All right, have a beautiful day.